Hey listeners, welcome to this week's episode of National Pastime, where the boys break down the week one games as well as give their predictions for the week two matchups. We also dive into week one hot takes that we believe to our core to be true. You can catch us on Apple Podcasts and Spotify Music, and don't forget to follow us on Twitter at NPT Football. Thank you for listening, and let's get to the show. What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of National Pastime. John Toaster and J-Rob here, and week one's in the books, and we have a lot of overreactions to get to, I think. This is a really weird week. Um, We'll probably start our conversation here with the news of Aaron Rodgers. Uh, Torn Achilles played all of four snaps for the Jets, and his season's done, and potentially his career. And I think he got hit on three of those dropbacks, too. Um, Yeah, well, you know, we haven't heard anything from him other than apparently he's already leaked uh, to reporters that he wasn't a fan of the play calls uh, early in that game. So you scared me. I thought that he was just going full Brett Favre mirror and he leaked something else. Okay, Uh (laughs) no, (laughs) definitely not. Um, But yeah, so Rogers is in midseason form as far as uh, throwing his coaches under the bus. But, uh, I mean, what I, I just still can't wrap my brain around it. I, there's so much weird shit that happened this week. And I, I think we're, we're going to have a lot of fun conversations uh, in this episode about it. But, like, that, with all of the hype leading up to it, the and not just over the last few weeks with hard knocks and everything, but really looking back at like the last couple years of the Rogers drama and the potential trade. And it finally happens. And he takes this pay cut and, Oh, he's like changes his image on hard knocks. And there's all this shit. (laughs) And then like the fourth fucking snap. I mean, I, I can't believe like there's all these NFL commercials with like the scripts, you know, you couldn't have written a better story than this. And the fact that the Jets end up pulling this game out on a punt return touchdown uh, in overtime is just mind blowing. But um, where do you guys like what was your first thought? I, I know, Ryan, you called me uh, like right as it happened. But like, what you know, what do we even do with, with this? Like, where do the Jets go from here? Oh, I thought your first thought was clearly going to be, um, okay, sweet bears are the Packers, um, only have to give up a second round draft yeah. pick instead of first, yeah. um, be like this, you assholes. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I was just like, why well, kept wondering why John's so compassionate on this call. And it's cause he wants this guy to only miss four <laughs> games so he can still hit his 65% uh, play threshold. Um, where do the jets go from here? They're exactly where they were last year. And everything that Robert Sala and that organization wanted to avoid where Zach Wilson's back in the limelight and it did not take long for Zach Wilson to do exactly what he's been doing for two years now and then completely take the ball out of his hands. I mean, we were we were again texting back and forth and they had a chance to, you know, actually score some legitimate points at the end of the game there. And John's like, he's not going to pass the ball he's not allowed like the only thing that can go positively for them is for zach wilson to not fuck it up um did you guys watch the manning cast at all i did not have the manning cast on no okay there was a moment like first of all peyton's reaction after they uh showed they cut to rogers 
getting on the cart out of the medical tent was absolutely gold. Highly, highly recommend you go find that clip if you haven't seen it. But there was a portion uh, like early in the game, once they transitioned, like they were like, okay, you know, Rogers isn't coming back. Like, you know, Zach Wilson, here we go. Um, Eli was trying to say like, okay, the Jets really need to start doing this. They need to start opening it up. They need to do X, Y, Z. And Peyton was just like, no, no, don't throw the ball. Don't throw the ball. (laughs) Hand it off to Brees Hall and Dalvin Cook. Do not throw the ball. That's like Peyton Manning was like, no, absolutely do not let him do it. It was just hilarious. But J-Rob, do you want to do over on your Aaron Rodgers MVP pick for the year? Uh, oh, I thought you were going to twist the knife way more and say, "Do you well, want to redo there. on the Garrett Wilson yeah, first I'm, overall I'm, or first round draft pick?" Yeah, <laughs> oh, I'm getting there, dude. I, me, and Robert Slaw had the same face after we found out that just stone cold, like "fuck my life" face. I got yep. Zach Wilson throwing to my best players now. Um, yep. So yeah, my initial reaction was selfishly like I had drafted Garrett Wilson in the first round, and now he's back to catching balls from Zach Wilson, like. Fuck my life. Um, But yeah, I definitely regret. Well, not regret because, I mean, injuries happen. But yeah, to say Aaron Rodgers won MVP and then to never gain a yard as a New York Jet is going to go down as quite the take with the least amount of results. So um, it just happened so fast. I think that's what was like the biggest shock was uh, like he ripped it so clean and he wasn't writhing in pain that people are kind of just like, oh, he's sitting on the ground. And then his reaction was so nonchalant when he sat back down. I was like, what's he doing? And there was no roll up or anything. I honestly thought he was milking and he's like, "Okay, yeah, I took a pay cut, but uh, I don't have to play behind this offensive line anymore. So that's a win. I'll take my I'll take my millions and walk away. Yeah. When he just didn't have a reaction but couldn't walk, I knew it was bad news because I fucked up my thumb, ripped all the ligaments off and I thought I just jammed it real good. And the surgeon even told me it's like when the ligaments are clean off, there's no nerve endings to send any information to the brain. So you don't know that yeah. shit's fucked. And so when he was just laying there, just like, oh, this sucks. I was like, I think that's he not good. Oh, he did. I think he did. But I think he was just trying to play it cool. And but, yeah. I mean, what a game in regards to losing Aaron Rodgers in the third play of the game and pulling out a win, making Josh Allen look well, no, no, very often. Josh time. Allen made Josh, Josh Allen, yeah, look like that. Josh those, Allen those was it, like second year Josh Allen. That was yellow Josh Allen. I mean, yes, but to credit to the Jets' defense for capitalizing and keeping them in that game when they easily could have just crumbled to the emotional loss that was Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, and props to Jordan Whitehead for picking Josh Allen off three times because uh, in one game. He hit his interception bonus incentive, um, which was a nice quarter mil in his pocket. So uh, good for him. He can pay the bar tab for uh, all those people that were thinking the Jets were going (laughs) to lose. Yeah, seriously. Okay, I I don't want to dwell on this one too long because I I think maybe we'll continue the discussion on both of these teams as we get into the the week two previews. But... um, Crazy, crazy shit. Um, my last thing I want to say on it is Zach Wilson is a witch. Um, <laughs> if anybody uh, doesn't remember or didn't uh, hear Zach Wilson last year had a quote 
that uh, he was going to make his life hell, quote unquote. Uh, it wasn't a reference to Aaron. It was in reference to anybody that they would bring in to be a, a starter or compete with him. Prior to Aaron, yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, but yeah, so Zach Wilson is which and uh, Jets fans can blame him, uh, which I'm sure they will have no problem doing. Meadowlands uh, has the to be cursed, right? Like the worst injuries oh. over the last like three or four years have come. Dude in meadowlands in the meadowlands jet life jet life stadium um i think i think i know the answer to this but was this win bigger for the jets or the loss bigger for the bills i think it's a pretty bad loss i don't think it's big either way i think this is like if you're the Bills, it's maybe a little concerning the way that Josh Allen played, and we've seen him play a little bit more like that um, through last year. Um, so we'll, we'll see how that goes. But, you know, I think that it, whatever, you chalk it up to Josh Allen turned the ball over four times, and it took a punt return touchdown in overtime for you to lose this game. Um, but that's what the I Jets, mean. Like, you couldn't execute against a Zach Wilson-led offense and not even zach wilson led zach wilson hindered offense um short of a Brees hall 83 yard run i mean that's you didn't even have to consider anything i know that they went they kicked a field goal on like fourth and two because they're probably like the jets aren't going to be able to score again and the only reason i bring it up is is it bigger for for either team because i do think that there's you know a little bit of goodwill the jets still played fucking hard and that defense is going to be nasty but you had the Bengals lose. You had the Chiefs lose. Like this was an easy opportunity for the Bills to at least go one up on that competition. And but doesn't that make they, it easier for you? Those teams lost, so you're not losing ground. Like you can afford to have a week one stinker. I think if you're the Bills for the Jets, like do you do you think this is going to propel them to anything? Are they anything more than eight win team? I think that the psychological hit is much less knowing that you just beat the team that was pretty much a consensus division winner while you had Aaron Rodgers. And granted, Zach Wilson didn't do anything to, you know, show that he's going to be the answer. Just saying they are the leader of that division. Well, actually, they're tied with the Dolphins right now. Dolphins technically probably have the tiebreaker because they scored 8,000 points. Um, but uh, they... I think that that goes a long way to know that, you know, Garrett Wilson still got his spectacular touchdown. I know everybody says this, like, uh, you know, we already had the best catch of the season in week one, but that was a hell of a, that was like a Zach Wilson. Let me show you where the ball was supposed to be. I'm going to bat it back over there away from the defender. This is where we throw the ball and then I'll catch it. Um, but I think that that goes a long way for, for Garrett Wilson, um, Brees Hall coming back from an ACL injury and being able to rip off that run. And if Garrett Wilson isn't celebrating the touchdown, they might actually get the touchdown for real. (laughs) Um, and then that defense to be able to disrupt Josh Allen. I think that you got Sala and you can say, Hey, we're going to be in every fucking game right now. It's not going to be, I mean, he can even spin it the other ways. Like it's not going to be the cakewalk we thought it was when we had, you know, uh, perennial hall of fame quarterback at the helm but guess what we got offensive player or offensive rookie of the year defensive rookie of the year and we've only gotten better at every other position so i I think it's big all around i really really do i think this is going to be the high point of the jets season 
I, I honestly see this. It's all downhill from here. They were, it was emotional. They rallied together. Awesome. Awesome. win. it will not get better than this for them. Um, and I'm just not convinced like, who are they going to bring in? Because it's, they can't roll with Zach Wilson, Tom right? Brady. The, <laughs> yeah, right. I, I don't even think that's legal. Like he's an owner of another team. I don't think that works. I don't know how Did that, that works. ever get consummated. Do we have to talk to Giselle about that. <laughs> Maybe we probably do have to talk to her about that. But I just like it, Jameis Winston. Like, is I mean, that... I, I'm going to throw it out there and dude deserves a shot. Jacoby Brissett, if you're sticking with Sam Howell, Brissett is the answer. It's division. It's not an interdivision uh, or not an yeah. interconference play. And dude can win games for you. He did that for the Browns last year, kept them alive. Yeah. I mean, it, it wouldn't be bad, but what? How much ceiling? do you give up? That's the. You give up? You're already giving up a second round pick for Aaron Rodgers, who's never going to maybe play for you ever again. Um, like, I don't know. I get it. Like, if you're the Jets, you have to do something to salvage whatever this season is now. But I, I'm just not convinced. We'll we'll see. We'll see how it goes. Week one is always fucking wild. But I think this was that punt return is going to be the high point of the Jets season, and uh, it's going to be tough sledding. We'll see. All right, let's get into. I don't think we need to recap every single week one game here, but I think there were so many weird things that went down that um, the overreactions to every game, every, you know, poor performance, every great performance uh, is so much fun in week one. Um, So what we're going to do here is discuss the week one react overreactions that each of us thinks is actually not an overreaction, and it's true. Um, does anybody want to volunteer to start? Otherwise, I will. Uh, I've got mine ready to go. Uh, I'll get mine out of the way because I'm already fucking sick and tired of the Denver Broncos. <laughs> that I think they're going to be last in the division this year. Uh, you had one job, and that's to beat the Raiders at home for your first game with Sean Payton, and you miss an extra point and a field goal, and just find ways On to fuck this game On the kicker you up. traded for, by the way. Yeah, yep. I tried to forget that part of it. Uh, <laughs> and you lose to Jimmy Garoppolo. Like, I guess Jimmy Garoppolo is an, Jimmy Garoppolo is an inevitable when it comes to just winning football games in the ugliest ways. He's Dude, just fucking he, inevitable. He's the fucking EPA god. Like, you look at his advanced stats, and it's like, how the fuck is he doing this? Yeah, like, I just don't get it. I don't get it. Denver held Devontae Adams to like 32 yards, or like Sertan held him down. Like the defense showed up once again, and <clears throat> I guess I'm just already sick of it because I'm hearing Broncos social media people being like, "It was the defense's fault. It was the defense's fault." I'm like, bro, if you stop, they them. scored 16 points. Exactly, you cannot win scoring 16 points in the NFL. It just doesn't happen, and so. Yeah, Denver's just going to get last in the division again, and at least we have a first-round pick this year. So bye-bye, Russ. Get the fuck out, and we'll fucking worry about it next year. Um, just want to throw, <laughs> throw this out there that scoring 16 points actually would have beaten seven teams uh, this week. So uh, 16 points. Good job, Russ. 
And he didn't look go, bad, but once again, we traded a fucking arm and a leg for him to elevate the team, not just look okay. And so yeah, it's it looks bleak, and I'm just mentally preparing for them to go 0-17, and, and we'll just get the first overall pick and get Caleb Williams. <laughs> mm. I don't think they're going to be that bad, unfortunately, yeah. for you, Josh. <laughs> They'll only give up 17 points, um, and uh, hopefully Jacoby Myers makes a quick recovery. He did not look good after uh, that helmet to, or hit to the head. Um, something, nothing. It wasn't dirty. It wasn't anything. It's just I, I'm actually frustrated with those types of calls. Like the dude's two feet off the, his head's two feet off the ground in a you know athletic position. What's the defender supposed to do? Right. And right. it's third down, trying to stop a first down. And yeah. like Jacoby slipped, like he went to plant his heels, slipped into the hit. Yeah. And yeah, you don't, it's optics. If someone is hurt that bad on a play that can go either way on, you know, a defenseless receiver, it's, they're going to call it. But it's like, man, that was a, you, you want the health, you want it to be okay. But man, that was a, that, that ended the game. Like that penalty ended the game and gave them no chance to come back. But, doesn't matter. Brock I'll give you one, one positive, though, Josh. I do think we were talking about in the preview last week whether Russ's just Russness was going to win out and he was going to continue to play his way or if Sean Payton was going to get him to buy in. It looked like Sean Payton got Russ to run his offense a little bit. Um, I, I mean, just looking at just looking at the numbers, even, you know, you can see his average depth of target was five, uh, which is not how Russ generally plays. He did dump it off um, when he needed to. He threw to the running backs a little bit, um, which as a Samaj P. Ryan uh, fantasy owner, I was cool with that. But um, I, I do think it will get better. <laughs> for them um but definitely tough to lose to the raiders week one so yeah uh I, <clears throat> hey raiders are best in the division though so maybe it's true as we all predicted yeah so maybe yeah. we're just all wrong and the raiders were meant to be who the who we thought they were or actually who we didn't think they were but yeah, <laughs> yeah so it's, where we going there. <laughs> it's just just mentally preparing this year last year i went into yeah. it way too cocky and confident that this year i'm just expecting the worst well, good. I'm, I'm glad that you learned from last season. So uh, kudos to you there. Um, Toaster, do you want to go into your overreaction? No, it that sounds you like you're, you're ready to rock and roll. So go ahead and take this. All right. My overreaction that I think is true. Uh, not only are the Dolphins going to win the AFC East, but Tua All will right, never win right. MVP. Shut up. Fuck off. Oh, fuck off. <laughs> I was um, not thinking I, that's where this was going. I didn't think so either. Okay, we obviously saw Tua like play at a really high level last year um, up until the very end. And all of this is to some degree health permitting. Um, but what shocked me, and, and I think we're all on the same page maybe as far as like who Tua is as a player. Is he in the same tier as, you know, uh, obviously not Patrick Mahomes, but like, Joe Burrow, Justin Herbert, Josh Allen, those guys. No, he is not. But I was like blown away watching that offense. Not only like how explosive they were, but 
Tua got rid of the ball so fucking quick and was still his average depth of target was 12.4. Like he was just bombs away. And I know we saw some of this last year and it came down to earth, uh, came back to earth a little bit, but it came back to earth after playing the chargers and the chargers said, okay, you know what? We're going to take away the middle of the field. We're going to force you to not be able to throw your first read here. And teams replicated that. And where the fuck did that go? That was the, the worst defensive situation. No, they... I think I think you're pointing your ire in the wrong direction here. Like what we should be doing is giving Mike McDaniel his flowers for self scouting and the added wrinkles that they put into that offense that made it fucking impossible. For the chargers to guard them the the amount of motion and not just motion but motion with purpose and that's somewhat illegal because he's kind of going towards the line of scrimmage before the ball snap but yeah okay i whatever. mean yeah okay sounds like uh they got yeah, a Juwan Taylor. yeah <laughs> yeah seriously like i was just blown away at how they were able to take away the the problems that or, or the answers that they had for the problems that got to them last year. Um, I mean, that was incredible. 466 yards, three touchdowns. He had six big-time throws in this game. Like, you know, somewhat subjective, obviously, PFF asterisk. But still, I, I think it paints a good picture of what this game was like. I mean, I think that the Dolphins, with the talent, I've said it before, like, I think they have one of the more talented rosters in the NFL. Um, Vic Fangio now running that defense is going to, it's going to give him a shot like while Jalen Ramsey's out. And then once Ramsey's back, I mean, I, who knows what they could look like, but they didn't even have Teron Armstead in this game. And I thought that was going to be the killer. Like if they couldn't pass protect, then two was going to crumble. They didn't touch him. They didn't touch him. I know. I know. Yeah, Matt, you got both. Out. You got like I, I have no freaking clue how they got the ball out pressure. in two and a half seconds. I mean, he wasn't sacked a single fucking time. I don't think he was, was touched a single time. It was unreal. I mean, he looked so, decisive. Like he was just boom, boom, boom. Like, do you think he's and he had finally, a couple like, second reaction plays? Like, mm -hmm. you know, that's not his game. But like, he had that in his bag this game. Second impact syndrome player <laughs> yeah right like i was just blown away um mike mcdaniel like deserves all the credit and you know but the players went out and executed i'm all in on the dolphins especially after what we saw from the bills and obviously the uh the jets situation with aaron Rodgers. um i think the dolphins can should can and should win this division and i think it'll be on the arm of tua who is taking home that MVP trophy, baby. So let's do it. MVP. Toaster. Where are you All going? Right. Well, in typical form, I'm going to cheat a little bit because that's what I love to fucking do. Uh, Bill Belichick, <laughs> born and bred. Um, first off, let's get the easy one out of the way. We don't need to analyze it at all. I don't even know if it's over an overreaction, but the San Francisco 49ers, the best fucking team in the NFL. Um <sighs> And yeah. going through the NFC, it there I just can't see a way that they're not in the NFC championship game because I mean Brock Purdy 
he came out hot. He had his two touchdowns right away. And then everything after that was kind of, you know, I'm not going to say meh, but it, it wasn't as exciting. If he's finding a second receiver for what was it? Uh, 129 yards. And you two still touchdowns. have Debo Samuel. You've got Christian McCaffrey in there. You've got Kittle. If you need a safety blanket, he's, yeah. he's probably not going to regress to the level that, uh, would would be required for them to drop anything in the NFC right away. So um, I'm not yeah. saying that that's an overreaction because I don't I don't truly know if that is an overreaction. I think that they were probably one of the best, but they definitely looked better than the, the Philadelphia Eagles last week. Um, so they looked like the best team in football, and it, we saw some really good performances by some other teams. So I I don't think I mean it. It's maybe an overreaction in the sense that. You know, you look at the Chiefs, you look at the Eagles, you look at the Bengals. Like, there's there's some really fucking good teams, and yeah. the fact that they stood out above the rest. So, I I think yeah. that counts. So, I, I'm, I I'm not going to call that one as counting because um, you did throw out the Chiefs there. I would say overreaction. Um, other than I think that they should have won that game. Like the Detroit Lions, you know, needed a, a pick six off of Tony's hands. Um, yeah. What they were able to do with who will now be there, Chris Jones, and um, assuming Kelsey comes back any sort of time, I think that they're going to be okay. Uh, the real overreaction for me it, that is true is what Mike McCarthy was able to do for that Dallas offense. They put up 40 points. Dak Prescott threw for 143 damn yards. Tony Pollard only ran for 70. And I mean, it was it was a good clip. Don't get me wrong. Over four yards per carry. But I think they're going to have their challenges. He was basically at 50 percent in that game. And yeah, there was some weather involved. But I think that this Dallas offense is going to struggle this season under Mike McCarthy. Wait, wait, wait. I'm confused there. What it what is the overreaction that Dallas's offense is going to struggle? Yeah, the overreaction is that they're going to put up forty point that they're going to be this explosive, and I agree that they're going to be this explosive. So they you, put up you, forty points, and I agree that they're going to be as explosive as they were because they put up defensive fucking touchdowns, not offensive touchdowns. Okay, yeah, I think you're. I don't I'm know the if rules. that counts. That's what. So you, you, your your reaction is the this opposite, is, and that's how it fucking rolls, bro. Like, <laughs> so you're saying this: the Dallas Cowboys put up forty fucking points. They're gonna uh-huh. be a juggernaut, and I'm saying and you're saying that's true. I'm saying it is true. They are going to execute on offense exactly like they did this Tonight. game. Okay. Okay. So they're going to suck. They're going to suck on offense. I mean, it, because it was a torrential downpour, and I think we will get into um, several performances from week one as we talk about uh, some of the week two games where, I mean, that was a huge factor across the league. Like, you look at Joe Burrow had his worst game ever. Um, the weather was absolutely a factor there. So I'm not going to say Dak Prescott um, – I'm not saying Dak Prescott. I'm just saying the Cowboys offense is going to execute as well. They put up, what, 220 yards of offense this game? I put that as, you know, a little bit of below average, but everyone's looking at this like they're a juggernaut right now, and I don't believe that's the case. All right. That'll be fun to monitor because I I think they are going to be fucking good because of that defense, but I think 
when that offense is going to need to do shit. Cause I mean, part of the reason they only had 200 something yards, cause every time they had the ball, they were like 40 yards from the end zone. I so I'm not, not disagreeing. Just saying, all this right. is how the rules work. All right. Saying, gonna... What's the overreaction that the Dallas Cowboys are fucking throwing up 40 points per game. And, and you I'm... agree that they are going to put up 40 points per I'm game. That's what I'm putting down They are notes. going to execute the Cowboys like they did. <laughs> will score 40 points a game. Okay. Two Got touchdowns it. from the offense per game on average. Okay. That's the most like high level, low level engineer like <laughs> breakdown. It doesn't, I've ever it heard. doesn't even make sense. Like it's so high okay. level. It's like, you gotta be like so we'll smart. You. you gotta be dumb to get it. <laughs> All right. Oh, wow. I didn't look at this game probability. New York had a 54.1% chance to win um, at, 11:24 in the first. Okay. It went it went much worse from them for them after that. I yeah, I was going to say um poor Daniel Jones, man. Uh, that was that was a rough one. Um the last w- week one note I want to make before we get going here is Matthew Stafford looked real fucking good. That was going to be um, one of my other takes that the that Rams offense, might be contenders. That offense looked fucking good um maybe it says more about the seahawks than anything and we'll see some regression from them but i mean stafford was cooking with throwing to like with nothing (laughs) nothing i mean don't get me wrong i liked puka nakua at byu you know tutu atwell was a second round pick tyler higby's fine but like stafford was just bombs away like he looked so fucking good um and he didn't throw a fucking touchdown so like idiot what an idiot yeah but um no 11.3 average depth to target he completed over 60 percent of his passes he had five big time throws like he looked awesome so uh, i was very very happy to see that because like honestly like one of going into the year I thought the Rams were maybe a dark horse for that number one pick. And it was going to be because Matthew Stafford's kind of like a sad shell of himself. And that team was a sad shell of themselves. That was fucking cool. Sean McVay in his bag. Happy to see it. Um, But let's get into week two. So Uh, one more question, question slash takeaway. I feel like it's time to start having the conversation that Brian Dayball is what elevated Josh Allen to what he was in his best year. A thousand percent. The turnovers are clearly an issue. Dayball goes to New York York where Daniel Jones had a turnover issue. Daniel Jones had his lowest turnover rate when Dayball showed up, or the year Dayball showed up, that I am starting to think that Josh Allen, as as talented as he is, we've seen his best. Yeah, he tries to do too much, and... He the turnovers he makes are just brutal. Oh my God, some of those fucking interceptions. I didn't know who he was punt. throwing to. Yeah, I mean that one was like a punt where he like threw it and they intercepted. It like yeah, on but the uh, 10. but they the other have ones... a pretty good punter. Let's let him do that job. And <laughs> right. on third down, let's try maybe to try to get first. Yeah. yeah, no, I agree, man. Like he is towing the line right now between his aggressiveness, like working out enough with the explosive plays to sort of offset some of the mistakes. But I mean, this was clearly a game where that 
fucked them. And I'm with you. Like Dayball um, deserves a lot of credit. And it's going to be really interesting to see how Josh Allen plays out the rest of the year, because if this is who he is, um, that changes the equation for the Bills quite a bit, I think. That's makes fair. my Dolphins AFC East pick. Uh, <laughs> That's fair. Dolphins. Yeah, and not that they would move, not that they would move off Josh Allen, and not that he's a top five talented quarterback in the league. But if you yeah. if you're not between the ears making the right plays, it doesn't matter how fucking far or hard you throw the football. Yes, yeah. yeah. I don't work. remember if I said it this season or last season, but it, his red zone issues, which apparently he's throwing interceptions in the red zone too. He's just throwing sixty yards and then putting it in the red zone. Um, that's what held back this team last year. And I was like, I think that he's going to take that in, internalize it and say, I just can't do that. And we fucking win games. And then week one, four turnovers. Knowing Zach wild shit too. Right. Exactly. They just had to not fuck that up. And I just mind blown. I I'm with you on that for sure. He's still an alien. I love him because he's entertaining as shit. But that would be so frustrating. Like as a Bills fan, as a Bills fan, as the coaching staff, that would be frustrating. And I just want to point out, J-Rob, that was actually against the rules because that's an overreaction that we don't believe. So like what I did was <laughs> kosher and what you did was like the antithesis of what we were supposed to do. So, so it was an overreaction no, that we don't believe. So it was a reaction that we believe is like a two negatives cancel each other out to make it a oh, God. positive no, reaction. This, we're going too far well, down the road. This we'll is a sober we'll podcast, by the way, guys. Like everyone <laughs> listening, just know, like, you know, sober. We're not every every <laughs> one on hallucinogenics. Listening. Though Aaron yeah. Rodgers might need some uh yeah, to get through seriously. his surgery. Oh, I just want to throw out too, um, every person that I know took the Invermectin treatment for COVID has torn their Achilles. So wake up, sheeple, Invermectin, Achilles tears. One to one correlation. No COVID though. So yeah, it doesn't have COVID. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> do you want an Achilles or do you want COVID? You gotta decide. Um, all right. Let's get into the week two games here. So there are two Monday nighters. So we're gonna scrap our bonus pick and uh our four game picks for this week will just be the four primetime games, including the two Monday night games. And then we're going to do a fun little snake draft of the rest of the games and uh, picking against the spread as well for those. Um, for that order, we will go, since we all went two and two last week in our picks, go in the order of uh, points against the spread, which ding, 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 this guy is number one. Uh, so we will go myself, Josh, Bears. and Toaster. Real, but, real challenging hey you had the ability to so uh don't knock it um but we will yeah pick the rest of the game so it should be fun but starting off the eagles are seven point favorites at home against the vikings toaster who do you like in this one this one just fucking sucks why did they have to do seven because the vikings do seven that is what the vikings do but after watching Minnesota not be able to handle that Bucks defense last week and the fact that their defense can't do shit, I, I have to take the Eagles here. Um, quite frankly, Jalen Carter is the, the wild card for me 
Um, the fact that he fell past the Bears somehow. Um, no, sorry, little little shot. Um, well, did, I, you I heard think, the stuff that came out right this week. What stuff? The sacks? Oh, about, no, about Jalen Carter. That um, teams when they asked the Georgia staff about Carter, not a single member of the Georgia staff oh. would vouch for him. I and, thought that came out months ago. Uh, no, just just in the last week, they they were saying that like practice habits weren't good. Um, so I think uh, I'm I'm don't get me wrong, he's fucking awesome, and I wish the best for the kid. But it's really easy to see why uh, nine teams passed on him in that scenario. But yeah, um, I mean the caveat here is Mac Jones just somehow threw for 316 yards and three titties against that. Uh, Eagles defense, so Kirk can probably throw for at least that. Um, Holy shit, he did? That's yeah. wild to me, because that was another performance where I think I was telling you guys about Kirk's performance uh, before we started recording, where I watched that game and I'm like, God, Mac Jones looks like shit. And then you look at the stats and you're like, oh, I threw for 300 yards and three touchdowns? What the fuck? If he has wide open wide receivers and doesn't have people diving in his legs, then yeah, he can execute. That's the problem. Um, but hey, him and Jordan Love I, have something in uh, common. I just I think after the Eagles squeak out that victory against a, a much undermanned uh, Patriots team, it's at home and it's primetime Kirky. So we'll, yeah. we'll go. We'll take the Eagles over a touchdown. All Amazon right. Prime has to get the first worst game in prime time, right? Actually, no. I guess the forty to nothing counts. That's but, pretty uh, That one's pretty bad. <laughs> <laughs> J. Rob, who do you like in this one? Um, since clearly I started off the season being god awful at spreads, I'm just going to go against what makes sense, and I'm going to take the Vikings plus seven. Uh, I know it's this Kirk. is the best thing that ever happened for my pick. <laughs> I know it's Kirk in prime time. I know the Eagles had a pretty ugly win, so I think they're motivated to bounce back with a decisive home victory. But you know, maybe this is maybe the twelfth or I don't know the number, but maybe thirteenth times the charm that Kirk Cousins shows up in a prime time game, and they cover the spread because Justin Jefferson goes for like two hundred twenty yards and like five touchdowns. So yeah, I'm gonna oh, take the five. Vikings. That'd be a lot. You know, taking Vikings plus seven, it would take, I think they'll, you know, have to move a lot will have to happen for that to work out, but it's kind of a interesting situation with the Vikings losing a game that <clears throat> they shouldn't probably have. And it looked ugly and they lost. So they, I think they want to bounce back. And then the Eagles, I think also want to bounce back from an ugly win that it's kind of a coin. It's it should be the Eagles, but I'm taking the Vikings plus seven. You got to get that Detroit Lions uh, bandwagon going hard too. When the only other team in that division that can compete with them goes zero and two. Yeah, yeah, for real. Um, I'm on the Eagles as well here. I think that the Eagles didn't wow in Week One, and as you said, the Patriots are undermanned. But the Patriots are a very well coached team. They're very good defense. And uh, Jalen Hurts looked not quite like the uh, MVP caliber player that we saw last year, but I think he'll bounce back against this Vikings defense. And I think seven for the Eagles is uh, very, very manageable. So I'm with you, Toaster, on that one. Um, Keep going for a leading rusher. For the Eagles? 
Yeah. Oh you go in, you go in Penny, you go in Swift. What are you what are you doing? Hurts. <laughs> well, I'm I'm telling you I'm gonna drop Rashad Penny from my fantasy team. Um I didn't start DeAndre Swift this week and I probably won't be starting him next this week. <laughs> God that what a crazy backfield that is. But uh good good for Kenneth Gainwell, I suppose. Bad for every fantasy owner uh, out there. Um all right, Sunday night. The Dolphins are two and a half point road favorites in New England against the Patriots. Um, I'm fucking thinking this one. All right. Two and a half. (laughs) Hate the damn number. Fucking bullshit. How the hell is it two and a half? Wait, you hate a spread? No way. After the <laughs> Dolphins just explode against the Chargers D, which actually we didn't hit on enough. I'm sorry. I got to spin this real quick. Staley is a defensive coach. How the hell does he have all that talent on that team? And ye- week after week after week, his shit just gets rocked. Okay. What, yeah. What's I'm, what's their team name? What What's the team's name he coaches? Is the it Chargers? Uh, Chargers? Oh, no, the there Chargers. it is. But but seriously, like I I meant to bring that up. Like that is like they didn't get rid of him for fucking Sean Payton, and he can't coach defense anymore for some reason. Um, they got a lot but, of guys making a lot of money on that defense that didn't do much. Let's week, do like hey J C sure. Jackson just came back from a fucking severe injury. Let's put him one on one with Tyreek Hill for the entire game with no help over top. All right, with that. I never bet for the Patriots in t- on this primetime parlay. It's not an emotional hedging. It's just a realization of my life since Brady left me. Today's different. I think that <laughs> there's enough tape from that Chargers game for Bill Belichick to say, look at this. This is what we don't fucking do. I don't care what our actual plan is. This is not our plan. And that's going to be enough to contain that offense they're gonna touch Tua. Not that they have elite pass rushers like the Chargers do, but they'll be able to out scheme that. And um, I'm a little worried about speed at the linebacker position. But if they can just contain this defense or this offense, like they were able to con- contain Jalen Hurts, throw the ball to Hunter Henry, maybe to Keyshawn Butte in bounds would be a good good start. Um, th- I think that. This is one of those early season upsets that the the Patriots, quite frankly, probably haven't had in 20 years because they've always been a favorite. Um, and they contain this Miami Dolphins offense. So it Dolphins are only two and a half point favorites here. Do you think the Patriots went out right? I have to. They're like, uh, there's no yeah. reason to take two and a half and not say outright. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Interesting. I mean, I, I wouldn't put it past them for sure. Um, but I'm on the Dolphins as um, the beginning of this podcast has maybe shown. I, I just think there's too much speed. I respect the hell out of Bill Belichick. I think he'll have a good game plan. I just don't think you can really contain those Dolphins receivers. Um, but you can frustrate them. All well, we need to do is frustrate Hill. But that's what happened last year, right? His teams just started to get up in their grill. They took away the middle of the field. And now Mike McDaniel's running all these different motions to get these guys clean releases. And I think they're going to continue. Releases. Yep. Yeah, sure. You know, uh, I think they'll continue to do that. Like the, the Patriots have to figure out a way to get to Tua. And when Tua is getting rid of the ball, 
in two and a half seconds and still pushing it 12 yards down the field. Like it's just, if anyone can figure it out, it'll be Bill Belichick. I'm just not necessarily convinced that there's enough tape on this version of the Dolphins offense yet for them to completely shut them down. So uh, I'm going to take the Dolphins minus two and a half here. Um, J-Rob, what are you feeling? This one's weird because of the Chargers game last week, but I think I am going to go Patriots. It's division game. Home team's got plus points. And biggest screen, a biggest outdoor screen in all of history. So we got that going for us. Right. Just blind to you know, he might have all of his some like, yeah, exactly. Just make that real bright. Tua might have some like sensitivity to light from like that, that's a good point. We get some stuff. flashing lights going. Hey, there we go. There we um, go. <laughs> I did check the forecast. It looks like it's going to be a pretty nice day. So I do think the Miami Dolphins offense is going to look good. But as bad as the Chargers defense was, they were still in that game last week. And so I do think the Patriots will keep this close because of the familiarity with the division opponent. Even though there's wrinkles to the offense, I think Bill just finds ways to make division games tough. And so, yeah, I'm just going to stick with the division rival getting plus points at plus two and a half. So I'll take the Patriots at home, plus two and a half. Mac threw 54 passes last week. Holy shit. Mediocre Mac, baby. Mediocre Mac. I haven't heard that yet. That's good. I like it. Um, All right. Moving on to the first Monday night game, we have an NFC South showdown. The Saints are three-point road favorites against the Panthers, who looked like absolute dog shit in week one. J-Rob, kick us off here. Who do you like in this one? So I know I just said lean division opponent with plus points, but the Saints getting only minus <clears throat> the Saints being only minus three against a Panthers O-line that looks like they can't stop anything. I'm gonna stick with the Saints defense keeping this. Panthers offense in check and the Saints doing just enough to win by more than three points. So I like the Saints minus three on the road. Like it's their division to lose. This is the first division game that they want to kind of put their mark on and just start off the season oh, ready to go. Not, I have, not buying Baker and the Bucks or uh, Desmond Ritter and the Falcons, huh? Tough. tough. I, I think it's fool's gold. <laughs> I have to vehemently disagree with you on this one, J-Rob. Um, the Panthers O-line can stop things and that thing is Bryce Young. Um, somehow <laughs> was rated worse than Aaron Rodgers on PFF. Uh, Holy shit. Was he really? Wait, was he really? Oh, he was the worst ranked quarterback on PFF. 31.4 offensive rating, 39.4 wow. for Aaron Rodgers. Um, Poor technically guy. Technically had a better <laughs> run. Roger, Rodgers had a... Th- <laughs> oh my God, PFF. I mean, you what know that was just a fuck? consolation for not being able to play it's like you know what we knew you would be okay so here's like 30 yeah, points brutal man okay anyway but uh yeah so i'm i'm with you on that one j rob um what i do have to say though is congrats to mike thomas he looked like he's fucking back at it so um if Derek carr can actually not Derek carr this all away then that saints offense has some potential and yeah, once they get Kamara back, uh, I, I agree. I think they're definitely the team to beat in the in the South still. Yeah, uh, I'm on the Saints. Make it a clean sweep here. Um, the Panthers looked really bad. It's going to be a tough year for them. Brian Burns, though, he, he came out fucking guns blazing 
in this game. Like he, he's playing outstanding, but like that, that pass catching group for them too. Like we've talked about the O-line, how bad the O-line's been. That pass catching group is fucking booty cheeks, dude. And they've had, they went into week one, Chark was out, Thielen was questionable. Like it's going to be a rough year, I think, for Bryce Young. Um, we've talked about it before. I just hope he stays healthy. Uh, doesn't take too much of a beating. But Saints only giving up three points here, I think, is a pretty good early season bet. So we are yeah. all in the Saints. J.C. Horn's hurt again, unfortunately. Is he really? Yep. Doubt what happened? Hurt um let me see which one uh, i missed that was um is it hamstring um just have doubtful on him right here i'll look it up while you're getting to the next game okay hamstring yeah hamstring injury in sunday's loss all right um well that's that's rough man it's gonna be rough for them this year uh the second monday night game the browns are a two i don't believe this line at all uh a two-point favorite on the road against the steelers who just got manhandled by the 49ers five tds five Uh, drives preseason though (laughs) hey if the week one results like across the board were such a good reminder that the preseason doesn't mean fucking shit Every year we get hyped up over preseason stuff. Like, it's just it's because we're so football deprived. It's all it is. We like yeah. want something to cling to, but it never. What do you mean we shit. got XFL? We got USFL? Do you guys not pay attention in the off season? Not everyone is a degenerate like you, but <laughs> uh, we also have the CFL. Um, Still going, don't you know? Uh, but. The second Monday night game here. Browns, two-point favorites on the road against the Steelers. I'll start us off here. I'm taking the Browns. Um, that defense looked really fucking good. I, I do think the weather conditions played a major role in the Bengals' offense. Joe Burrow, you could tell, just could not grip the ball pretty much the entire game. Um, I think the Bengals will ultimately be fine there. But the Is Browns' defense, hands? he does have small hands. Hmm. Um, which is when you're doing your quarterback evals, I mean, yeah, he led the the best college offense ever and, you know, deserves every penny of his $275 million contract, but he can't throw in the rain. So really, do you want a guy like that on your team? You play in Ohio. It rains like every fucking day there. Um, anyway, Browns looked awesome. Steelers looked like absolute shit. Um, my Kenny Pickett good vibes are all the way gone. (laughs) Deontay Johnson got hurt in this game. Um, Casey Hayward got hurt. He's going to miss some time for that Steelers defense. I do think the Steelers defense is competent, Um, but Brown's only giving up two points here is just like, seems like easy money. Um, So I'm going to take the Browns. road favorite here it's just i know it's a division game but i just think that defense is going to be too much for for kenny pickett and fucking matt canada is still somehow the offensive coordinator for 
for the Steelers. I don't understand that. Um, but yeah, I'm going Browns, uh, Toaster. Who do you like? I really, really, really wanted to go Steelers. Uh, but the Hayworth injury, um, it it messes with me defensively. Like, I've got to go. I've got to go Cleveland as much as it pains me to say right now. Um, Nick Chubb is going to be a force like he always fucking is. And the offense for the Steelers just not being able to operate at full bore uh, without Deontay Johnson. And then you've got Najee Harris who wouldn't hit a hole if it like he's a gentleman. We'll just put it that way. You know, like he asks for <laughs> consent to make sure that he can enter. He's so slow, you guys. Like he is absolutely Trent Richardson 2.0. Oh no. That is it's the rough. worst comp you want. It really oh, is. No. It's it's rough. All so, right. Yeah, I got I gotta go Browns on this one as much as it pains me. All right, Josh, are you gonna take the brownies as well or do you have uh, a flicker of hope for the Steelers here? So to the potential demise of my spread picks the entire year, I refuse to ever pick the Browns because fuck Deshaun Watson. So I'm going I Steelers plus two and a half um, outside of just my own personal vendetta, wanting to watch him have the worst contract in NFL history. I do think both ends are going to come back to the middle a little bit. I think the Browns, balled out, kicked the shit out of the Bengals. I don't think they'll kick the shit out of the Steelers the way they did to the Bengals. And I also don't think the Steelers are going to get their ass kicked the way they got their ass kicked against the Niners. So I think there's going to be some kind of meeting back in the middle. It's going to be an ugly game. Steelers-Browns tends to always be that with helmets getting chucked at people's heads and people wanting to murder (laughs) each other that I think once it turns into a street fight, I like the Steelers in a street fight, even if Miles Garrett is an absolute monster uh, they got TJ Watt on the other side as well, who can also, you know, wreck the game and make things difficult. So as with all the injuries, fuck Deshaun Watson, Steelers plus two and a half. I want to right. go that way. I so think bad. all you, all you had to say was fuck Deshaun Watson and I was in. So uh, I appreciate <laughs> yeah. the elaboration there. Um, all right. We only have one consensus game on the primetime parlay. So uh, I think that's a win for us or who knows. We'll see. Win for someone. <laughs> but let's get to the rest of the games here. Um, we'll do quick sort of rapid fire analysis as to why you are making these picks. Again, we are going snake style on this dealio. Um, I've got the number one pick. And I am going with the Chargers minus three at the Titans. I think the Chargers offense, they ran the ball so well. I mean, they really didn't get an opportunity to make too many explosive plays um, in the past game. And I think a lot of that was um, just Vic Fangio doing his thing. Like, that's what he does. He stops you from making explosive plays. Chargers, I was surprised at how well they ran the ball. I think you'll continue to see that offense grow week after week. I think the defense will bounce back. Not having Tyree Kill and Jalen Waddell. And I have three points against the Titans, who um, Ryan Tannehill uh, looked real fucking bad uh, in week one. So I think that one's easy money. That's my number one pick. Chargers minus three. 
All right, let's not touch Bears Bucks, Josh, because I want to hear the analysis on that one from uh, John in the stakes. <laughs> Damn it, that one's so low on my fucking list. That's fair. All right, Josh, you're number two. Who are you taking? Uh, I'm going to take Ravens plus three and a half at the Bengals. Uh, I think Joe Burrow's uh, calf, as much as it was nice for him to come back early, that still has got to play a factor. And yeah, I just like the Ravens here. The Bengals started last season 0-2 before going 14-2 the rest of the way. So they're prone to some slow starts to start the year. And I think the Ravens kind of capitalize on that. So I like the, I like the Ravens plus three and a half. Plus Zay Flowers looks like a dude. And it looks like the offense, like Lamar finally has some guys to throw to. He didn't throw for a lot of yards, but that offense looks like it's going to be solid even without jk dobbins who sounds like season ending injuries are inevitable Again, for him. for that guy yeah it's unfortunate but i think the running back position is somewhere they can reload because they're familiar with having to do it that yeah i think the ravens will not handle this game but i think the plus three and a half will be easily achieved well achievable for the ravens all right betting against joe burr again uh that's not where i would have gone but i respect it um, toaster, you get back-to-back picks here. So, real quick, going? I I really wish we had some stats on the prevalence of Achilles injuries because I feel like they're through the roof right now. Um, you know, basketball, football, um, just way more than you, I feel like we've ever heard about it. Um, aside from that, I am going to take the Chiefs minus three at the Jags. Uh, it's Damn not it. that I'm confident in that one. It's that I think the Chiefs need to they feel like they need to prove something. So they're either going to lose straight up or they're going to fucking take it to the Jags. I, I am scared of Calvin Ridley. Uh, that <laughs> so sad that the NFL had to deal without him for a year uh, last year while he's serving a suspension. But uh, I think the, the chiefs get take care of business with Chris Jones back in the lineup. And this is me assuming that Travis Kelsey is going to be there as well. Um, secondly, I'm or on my my turn. I'm gonna take the Colts minus one and a half at the Texans. I did not expect for Anthony Richardson to be able to connect with Michael Pittman like he did. I thought that this was gonna be a slow churn for the Colts, and he actually I'm not gonna say balled out, but was far more effective in the passing game than I expected him to be. That Texans defense is fun. Uh, D'Amico Ryan's is gonna turn that team around. But I think that it's still just a little bit too much manpower on the Colts defense right now for the Texans to overtake them. A couple notes on on those two picks, too. Um, we didn't talk about him at all yet, but Trevor Lawrence looked fucking awesome in week one. Uh, like, I think he's firmly now in that tier below Mahomes conversation, um, at least in my book. And Colts Texans, I agree. Anthony Richardson, I thought played a pretty good game like his spray chart is kind of funny though um he threw like all of or all of four passes to the left side of the field like everything was to the right so we'll see i think D'Amico ryan's will try to take the right side of the field away from him um we'll see how he rebounds in week two but um yeah i was definitely surprised as well um so i like that pick too uh j-rob back to you you guys are going to think I'm an absolute crazy person, but Cardinals plus five and a half at home against the Giants. I don't oh. hate it. 
I think I don't hate it. I think the defense is is and will perform a lot better than people thought. I don't think they're going to win a lot of games still, but I think they're going to be that team that gets put up with some big spreads and they're going to it's going to be ugly games that they still end up losing because they have no offense or no quarterback right now. But I do think that defense is going to keep it close. And with how poor the Giants looked, I know the weather was a factor. I know there was a ton of ball luck with, you know, tip balls becoming interceptions, balls flying out and then returning them for touchdowns in the Giants Cowboys game. Uh, I just I think the Cardinals are going to be sneaky, annoying to play against. And they're going to get big enough spreads that I think they're going to have a chance to cover. So I like them at plus five and a half. I can't believe I, Jonathan like Gannon gave away the competitive advantage and announced uh, Josh Dobbs as the week two starter. I know, dude. What the <laughs> fuck? He's already losing his edge, man. Did he even take the bus into the office today? <laughs> like, does he have fire in his gut? That's what and, I want to know. And for all of you listeners in like Nicaragua or wherever the VPNs you guys are streaming us from um, in Arizona, very poor public transportation. There is no bus to the Cardinal Stadium. <laughs> yeah. If you anybody took the bus, like... <laughs> They really were committed to to getting there. They had fire in their. They might actually sure. be a bus driver. Yeah, yeah, that's probably true. No, I actually don't hate that pick, Josh. I think um, they're going to be frisky, and I do think the Giants bounce back a little bit. But five and a half, and based on what we saw from the Giants, I think it's a good one. Um, all right, my number two uh, pick is still on the board here, so uh, I'm digging this. I am taking the Packers minus one at the Falcons. Um, not buying Jordan Love at all. In fact, I I really just didn't think he looked good. Um, he was pressured the least amount of any quarterback in week one. Um, he didn't make a single throw that was – he had one good throw. I, I will give him one good throw to uh romeo dobbs i think on the second touchdown um it was into tight coverage but otherwise like anytime he wasn't throwing to somebody who was open by 20 yards it was a fucking miss um so i'm not buying jordan love but i'm buying matt lafleur and i just think like that team showed they're so well coached that defense finally looked like is living up to the talents of its first round billing that every fucking player seems to be a first round pick. Um, and as much as I want to buy the Falcons, I just you gotta use don't, more. I just don't see it with Desmond Ritter. Um, neither frankly, does, neither does uh, Drake London. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no shit. I mean, Ritter completed over 80% of his passes and like just was so uninspiring for I want to so say, 15 yards. I want to say he was like eight of nine for like 27 yards at one point in time. Yeah. It was he finished brutal. with 115 for what it's worth. Yeah. It was brutal. Uh, if they had any semblance of a fucking quarterback on that team, I, I would love the Falcons. I would be like making sure that, you know, they were appointment viewing every week because they have so many fun offensive it's players. It's not a quarterback league, man. You got to draft a top 10 wide receiver, a top 10 tight end, and a top 10 running back. And that's how you fucking compete in today's NFL. It is. It is. And then don't give I, him the ball. Just be a little totally to agree. the ball. Totally agree. I, I mean, it's hard to argue with the Tyler Algier 
results, though, I got to say. Like, I don't think it's a mistake to give him the ball. They're, they're going to have to find ways to get Bijan yeah, the ball a little bit take more. Fucking Bijan. Right. Oh, yeah. No, I totally trust me. Uh, you don't got to convince me there. But um, I think the Packers only giving up a point here is a little surprising to me. Um, I may maybe it says more about how Vegas views Jordan Love as well, um, despite the three touchdown performance. So uh, I do like them this week, though. So Packers minus one. And John's the oh, new Packers homer. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's me. You know, the Packers homer um, here. Let me comb through what else. Oh, yeah. Uh, I'm taking the fucking Rams plus eight. Like, are, are you kidding me? I, I know the Niners looked awesome, but what we saw from the Rams in this game, you're going to give me eight points here with Sean McVay and Matthew Stafford. I am, I'm in, I am in. So Rams plus eight, lock it up. I'm in. Just want to say they're playing the Niners, and that means nine is greater than eight. So um, good luck with that one. I mean, yeah, if you know how to do math. There's a four in there, that, too. What are we calling? What's that DW talking? meme? What, what's that like, um, you know, the show Arthur, his little sister DW, there's like a sign that says keep out. And she goes, uh, if I could read, I would, uh, or yeah, I would believe that sign or I would obey that sign if I I could read. That's how I feel about math, Shredo. When you start throwing numbers at me, I can't do math. It doesn't matter. Nine, eight, fucking seven, seven, eight, nine. This is Whatever, inspiring man. confidence in all of our people betting our spreads. Okay. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, two and two, two and two. Should I start putting disclaimers <clears throat> at the start of each episode? Like we, this is not gambling advice. If we start, if our, if our like win rate yeah, goes seriously. below a certain amount, these spreads are for pure entertainment. To the LLC has very little behind it. So uh, have at whatever you want to sue us for. Yeah, seriously. You want to sue me for this? Go for it. Dude, we make um, $90,000 an episode. We don't kind of like tell them that we're not making that much money. I know we're in PFT territory. At least one third of us are now profitable from our streaming. So oh, there that you is go. true. That is true. Maybe that'll spill over. Um, <laughs> all right, Josh, uh, where are you going? Did you not take the Bears Bucks? This is bullshit. So we got to leave them Bears Bucks? I'm going to probably take it on the turn and answer it by asking questions. All right. Bear, um, I will say Bears Bucks was my 11th of 12 games here when I ranked which ones I wanted to pick. So all right. Well, you, you can leave it for I me. I mean, I'm doing want. the same thing with the Broncos, or I'm just hoping to not have to touch them. But um, yeah, with that being said, uh, to Toaster's point earlier about the Jets' defense and the Cowboys' lack thereof of offense, I'm going to take the Jets plus 9.5 <clears throat> going to Dallas. 9.5 uh, points seems like a pretty big spread for a defense that was top four in the league last year and only seemed to get better. And but the Cowboys' offense scores two touchdowns per game and has like 220 yards. I, I think that's more of Dallas an anomaly. To just there. like <laughs> roll over the Jets in this game, it's gonna be so good. But we'll see. Because with- I mean, Dak didn't have to do anything. The offense didn't like the offense. Literally, just handed the ball off for the entire game because they're like, "Oh, we're up a shit ton and it's pouring rain. Like we don't have to do anything." And so I think it's gonna be a bit of some false false hopes from the Cowboys, some false confidence from the Cowboys, thinking shit's gonna be peaches and cream, winning forty to nothing against a division team. Uh, that 
Yeah, <laughs> I like the I like the Jets nine and a half. I think they have a lot to play for, a lot to prove. That as much as they wanted and needed Aaron Rodgers, I think they have now have that chip on their shoulder that they don't need Aaron Rodgers to still be successful. So Jets plus nine and a half. All right. All right. Well, this is bullshit because I basically have to leave J Rob, the Broncos and John, the the Bucks bears. So um, I'll take the Lions minus five and a half at the Seahawks. Um, There is some energy in Ford stadium. Finally, Um, it took a long time. I actually might've never happened in Ford stadium. I don't even remember the name of their old stadium. Uh, with how the Seahawks performed against the Rams last week and the high the Lions are riding right now, I just don't think that the the Seahawks can stop that offense uh, and the Lions can do enough to get it done. Um, the Lions offense inspired confidence in you? Dude, All Jamar, 14 points that they scored Jim, against a Jim, Chris Jones-less defense? I think that they let Jameer Gibbs finally do what Jameer Gibbs does and give him some carries uh dude looked explosive and violent and letting david montgomery get what 21 carries for 75 ish yards or something like that i think they didn't trust gibbs and pass protection quite yet and they're gonna say you know what let's let's learn by fire everybody in the stadium right here isn't here for david montgomery they're here for gibbs and let's get explosive so uh, I, I'm taking the Lions minus five and a half. And then because I have to fucking leave this shit to you guys. Um, you don't have to do us a favor. Nine's, yeah. nine's just a big number. Um, I'm, I'll take the Raiders at the Bills. Jimmy G's a winner. Um, it is away and it is with Josh Allen needing to prove something. But four turnovers is a lot. And I'm not sure that Josh Allen gets it right right away. So give me give me the points in the Raiders at the Bills. All right. I I would agree with that as well. Nine points is a lot based on what we saw from Josh Allen. Um all right, Josh, are you gonna are, you could go Bears Bucks if you want. I have no problem talking about that for the record. I'm just leaving it because it's one of the games I feel least confident picking. But That's fair. um Go commie, go commies, Broncos. Where, where do you, where's I was, your heart taking you there? I was going to go commanders Broncos anyways, just because I feel like listeners love hearing misery more than success. And so might as well just keep throwing salt into the wound. Uh, I'm going to take Broncos minus three and a half and, and basically Done. give the Easy same money. spiel as last week. <laughs> They're at home. They need a win under Sean Payton's belt. The offense did look pretty serviceable. Jerry Judy might return. So I think that could be an upgrade if he is able to play. But Sam Hell Sam Howell looked like dog shit. He had his against- moments, but yeah, he didn't look as good as I thought he was gonna look under Eric Bienemy. You thought um, he was gonna look good? I thought he didn't I didn't think he was gonna look that bad. Um <laughs> but but yeah, so I think with the commanders eking out, I mean it was a what fourth quarter end of game drive to beat the Cardinals yeah, with wait, a hold on. He had a 46% pressure to sack rate. That's against Against a team that is expected to not have any pass rush. That is insane. The For the record, like Justin Fields, who is like his thing, he's known as taking sacks, his pressure to sack rate last year was like 26% or something. That is 46% nuts. this week? That's fucking bananas. 
That is crazy. Uh, so yeah, well, I guess because Desmond Ritter never dropped back, his is eighty percent. Just throwing. It out there. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! Um, yeah, I'm gonna take Broncos minus three and a half. I think losing a division game like that to the Raiders, they have something to prove. On top of the things they already need to prove from last season, that I don't think the Commanders are going to be the team that are starting the year two and zero, and I think the Broncos can eke out this win semi convincingly uh, at home with a little bit of redemption from last week. So Broncos minus three and a half in Mile High. All right, I like it. I like it. Um, all right, so that leaves me in the Bears at the Bucks. Bucks are three point favorites uh, at home, and I'm going to take the Bucks. Um, as well but really what it comes down to for me is the, the bucks defense i think is they're good they're aggressive um they're gonna bring the heat and i'm trying so it's like i looked at all the week one weirdness and for the most part my my brain goes okay like it's week one right for most teams but obviously for the bears it's like oh it's not just week one like everything is like you know it is the what it is so i'm trying to like not do that necessarily but one thing that did stand out with the bears game now like emotionally coming down from it is the coaching staff was so poorly prepared especially offensively their game plan was so bad and it put justin in awful awful situations and i i think the bucks will do the same thing Luke Getze, the Bears offensive coordinator, did not make any adjustments uh, when the Packers started keying in on what he was trying to do. Nagy back? Oh, absolutely not. Okay. Um, But, I mean. It's the same. It looks like fucking 2.0. It looked exactly the same. Justin Fields does two things really well. He throws the ball down the field and he runs. They had one quarterback design run in this game. and like 70% of his attempts were schemed up throws at the line of scrimmage. Like, did he turn down some throws that he should have pulled the trigger on in like third and long situations? Absolutely. He, he for sure needs to play better from that perspective, but like what their game plan was, was atrocious. Um, did they just, just did they just ride on the preseason success and like wait he's three for three not throwing it more than two yards downfield yeah. for 126 yards so this must be this must we're be a screen team boys yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yep that's what we that's what we do now um I mean just absolutely like coaching malpractice so I be I think they will play better I think there are better days ahead um but the Bucks are a really tough test. And the Bucs are going to do the same shit that the Packers did. They're going to blitz them. They're going to play zone. So they're going to have all eyes on Justin. And they're going to make, like, the, the Bears are going to have to scheme open some guys. And I'm just not all that convinced that Luke Getzey can do it. So um, I think, hopefully, uh, because I don't think uh, the Bucks offense is as good as the Packers offense and offensive staff is, um, I don't think it will be the blowout that last week was, but I, I think the Bucks three points at home uh, totally is a, an easy bet for me. So uh, I would take the Bucks there. I know we're joking around here, but Justin Fields' average depth of target was three point six yards. It was the lowest he's ever had. Holy the shit. lowest he's ever had. It was after insane. trading, after getting a wide receiver, a new toy. Like they targeted DJ Moore twice, 
And again, some of that is on fields, but like all of those pure drop back situations for him were like third and longs. I mean, I sent you guys like all of their second downs that they oh, had that because they brutal. had a screen blown up for two yards or they ran directly into, you know, a buzzsaw, like handing the ball off. Like it was rough, man. Um, yeah. 3.3. He's got to learn from Josh Allen and you just throw that 60 yard interception and just like pump up. You just that say fuck it. Yeah. Right. Field position yeah, game, exactly. You know, <laughs> yeah, uh, exactly. I, I do have two questions for you, John, just about the bears and just from watching right, it. I'm sure I have answers. One's was kind of a thought and I'm just curious to hear your thoughts on it with the bears defense being a year or two away from being, you know, back to what a bears uh, defensive standard is. Do you think their defense kind of lulls the offense into a false sense of security during the week, during like practice, like, do you think they're running these plays being like, well, this is pretty effective. And then they get surprised when the defense adjusts and like keys off on that. And then they just don't know what to do. Like, I guess back more to the coaching staff. Do you think it's more of a coaching staff issue or a personnel issue? I I think it's a little bit of both. Like, uh, I think that's valid. Like they're probably not getting as clean looks as they, or as competitive looks as they should be in practice during the week. But, um, what's so frustrating about their defense and this is kind of what let Jordan love do whatever the fuck he wanted on Sunday was they very much believe in like, we're going to play, we're just going to play cover two. You know what? We're not going to bring any extra guys. We're going to try to get home with four and we're going to just keep everything in front of us and blah, blah, blah. And it's like, you don't have the personnel to do that. Like if you do that, Jordan love is going to sit back there for six seconds every time he wants to throw and somebody will get open eventually. And that's what happened. And like, they just don't, they're not creative. Like I'm souring on the coaching staff. Like last year was their first year. They had dog shit talent. I thought, you know what, let's wait to see what happens when they get a little bit more talent and early returns aren't good. That's all I'll say. What was your second second question, second thought? Uh, it had to do with that talent. Are you ready to murder Chase Claypool? <laughs> oh, boy. There's been quite uh, a lot of film coming out over the past couple of days about his lack of play in film. And I am uh, I'm not ready to murder him, but I think like your coaching staff that um, they have this hits principle. Um, that's like what they're built on it. You need to start holding people accountable. Um, he should absolutely not be playing this week. And like the one play that was probably in his low light reel from this week was just getting blown the fuck up, trying to block on a wide receiver screen by somebody half his size. Um, this is again, goes back to coaching and personnel decisions. They made Equinamia St. Brown inactive for this game. If your entire game plan was built on wide receiver screens at the line of scrimmage, you should probably have your best blocking wide receiver active in the game. Um, so I hope that, you know, there's some accountability. Claypool sits, maybe EQ gets in the game uh, this week. But yeah, man, it that it looks so bad. I mean, you can't defend it. it he had one ball hit his hands. Granted, it was tipped but he dropped it. Um, I don't think there's a lot of confidence there when Justin's pulling the trigger yeah. in his direction. 
32nd overall pick in this year's draft. Um, I have a real question for you. Um, terrible podcast question, but uh, we everyone's aware of the like Yolong Johnson cat meme, the the talking cat that says Yolong Johnson. Uh, let's let's be the first ones to put a raw Sean Johnson cat video together <laughs> after to that touchdown. Yeah, man. I definitely like they need to give him the ball a little bit more. I will say that for sure. Um, kid runs hard, catches the ball well, does everything the right way. Uh, maybe sit Chase Claypool and give Roshan uh, some of those looks raw out Sean. wide. Raw, <laughs> raw Sean. Sean. Yeah. No, I'm with you there for sure. All right, boys. Um, that is a pretty hearty episode. Week one, a lot to talk about. Um, I'm just like so fucking stoked. This was such an awesome week. Uh, Sunday with all the games going on, it was like a, a bukkake <laughs> of football. It was, uh, it was amazing. God, I would have um, loved to know what that felt like. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah we don't have to get into that here though um (laughs) any last thoughts before we get out of here um i think that we didn't do it justice in the beginning like i think as much as we should on him we all wish aaron Rodgers well um the league's better with him um i'm not sure whether or not he will want to come back for next year but if that is what he wants wish him a speedy recovery uh, as speedy as you can get with an achilles it's not fast um and and best of luck to him i agree yes uh we made some jokes because they're easy to make and that's what we do but uh that is not fun for anybody involved um i do hope we get to see him again i just i I don't know if it's worth it and when we do what are we gonna get so uh yeah best of luck to whatever weird ass holistic treatment he is going to do um but watch him just go full like watch him just turn full heel no pun intended and just he already has it will just go like steroids just like full blown like he's in russia for three (laughs) months getting like 350 pounds next week (laughs) did you guys see though um he posted a photo i think it was on instagram but um he was at the u.s open last week and he took a photo of uh Novak Djokovic and he was like oh I get to see the goat blah 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 Moderna is one of the sponsors of the event and they've got their logo like on the back uh like within viewing of where I don't know what you're about to say he did not censor it out did he he crossed it out he fucking crossed out Moderna he's such a fucking douche (laughs) (laughs) I that was not scripted I did not know that that was what was happening (laughs) yeah bro I'll have to send it to you if I can find it (laughs) He just can't help himself. And now he has to rely on modern medicine. It's weird how that works. Wow. All right. But yeah, do do wish him a speed recovery. And damn, that was an exciting first week of football. Um, The craziness that ensues. And uh, we won't get into it now, but like preseason might actually fucking matter. Like people drop in week one. The people that dropped week one didn't play their starters in the preseason large and largely like i just think that you're you're saying it matters from a reps perspective exactly yeah 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 just getting i would speed. agree with that i don't i don't think results any oh results no 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 not results no no, no. Yeah. but just like like i mean sitting anthony richardson out for the second game i know we all shat on that one but even even 
Aaron Rodgers only playing one game with any of his starters. Um, couldn't even complete a fucking yard this year. So, <laughs> yeah, <it> freaking sucks. <laughs> Guy sucks, man. Oh, yeah. Sorry. All I right. mean, let's go back to the other thing where I said we're speed recovery and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, T's and P's. T's and P's. <laughs> All right. Uh, thanks for listening, everybody. Uh, football's back. We are stoked. And we will catch you next week for week two recap and week three preview. Have a good one. Thank you.